Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. Here's your host, Chris Lee. Commodore fans, on your feet, it's time to anchor down. Welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Lee. We've got a special episode of the podcast today. This is a YouTube broadcast that Sean Williams and I did last week discussing Commodore Football recruiting, some minor things may have been changed since then, since this was done last Friday. But anyway, I figured the audience would appreciate us bringing this to our podcast channel as well. The Vandy Sports Podcast is part of the 440 Network. This season of the podcast presented by Dr. Jody Jones, DDS. And our guest segment with Sean Williams, who's our recruiting analyst at VandySports.com, is presented by Sutherland and Belk, a family-owned injury law firm. If you or a loved one has been hurt in an accident, give Taylor or Russell a call. That number 615-846-6200. They'll tell you what your rights are. They are longtime supporters of this podcast. Give them a call today and see if they can help. It has been an interesting summer, Sean. You have seen Vanderbilt go from, what, no commitments in the spring to to 18 as things have just flown fast and furiously over the last few months. What's your impression of the class so far? I like it so far. You know, I think it's kind of a blend, especially early on, of, you know, I guess maybe players you would call reaches, I guess, just in terms of guys that didn't have a lot of Power 5 offers they got early on. Now, you can credit that to COVID and not being evaluated, things like that. But, I mean, really, things have really heated up, though, this, uh, this summer. I mean, they got a ton of commitments in July. June was kind of like the uh, the month of uh, visits and official visits, and uh, July has kind of been the month of commitments. I'm sure that's probably definitely rings true for Vanderbilt and probably some a lot of other programs as well, just because, you know, June was the first time kids could go out and visit places, and they definitely took advantage of that. But yeah, but Vanderbilt's done a really good job. I mean, they've got 18 commitments so far. They're ranked. Their class is ranked 30th in the nation, um, so that's really good. And uh, obviously, I mean, the last guy they got, they flipped the Darren Agu kid from Notre Dame, the defensive ends. Big get for uh, for Vanderbilt in that regard. Let's talk about class size and ranking. Right now, as you said, Vanderbilt 30. It has 18 commitments. As we do this on Friday, what is this, July the 30th? And so things change in recruiting left and right. Mm-hmm. Who knows, by the time people hear this, there may be more commitments but let's talk about the composition of the class, the ratings, the sides. Right now, how far away are they from being finished? Uh, good question. Uh, that's always like the million-dollar question, I believe, uh, a lot of people ask. And, and really, the, qu- the answer is going to be, uh, originally, I thought it would be around 21 or so. They're going to look for, you know, right now, as you can kind of see, the, the 18 total commitments right now. Uh, ranked 30th overall in the Rivals.com rankings, just to kind of give you a comparison here. Of course, originally when Agu committed, Vanderbilt was ranked 27, so they were ranked a little bit higher. Of course, like like you said, Chris, things always change in recruiting. They were ranked ninth. Yeah, Vanderbilt's ranked 10th right now in the SEC. Well, and let's talk about that, right? Vanderbilt probably going to drop a little bit from 30, I would expect. The reason is that the class is all three and two stars, and so it's hard to finish in the top 30 with those numbers unless several kids get changed to fours. And, of course, they'll add some. You never know. They they may add some fours there. But 
that brings on another interesting question. I think the ratings probably have been harder to do than they've ever been just with oh, yes. the COVID stuff from last year, limiting observations in the spring and summer. And of course, in the fall that continued on, you know, and still does probably in some places, but point being, they'll probably drop a little bit, but it's hard to know how much stock to put in the ratings. And it does seem like they have been getting the benefit of the doubt, maybe the, for the first time in a while mm-hmm. uh, because of Barton Simmons. He's done this as a talent evaluator. Mm-hmm. I think people tend to look at this and say, Okay, Barton likes the kid. There's probably something we need to take a look at. So a lot of dynamics in the ratings that make this an interesting class in terms of how you size it up. Right, exactly. And, you know, coming off of coming off a year where none of these kids got evaluated. So it's definitely hard. And, and you see a lot of these kids, some of them worked out, some of them didn't for the staffs and everything. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's definitely a hard thing to kind of rate kids at the moment I mean especially coming off last year and a lot of kids don't have a lot of game film very minimum uh, some kids didn't play you know in certain states you know didn't play ball so different dynamic uh, this year in terms of ranking kids so you know it's but it's like with any other recruiting class you know we'll kind of see whatever the rankings are whatever Vanderbilt ends up I mean the real rankings kind of come out two or three years down the road when they're in college and we'll kind of make that determination of how good a college players they really are two or three years down the road once they're in college and you go kind of compare that to how they were ranked out of high school so that's really the real rankings anyway so well as they finish this class just give us a rundown on who they're looking at potentially what you're expecting in terms of positions anything like that Mm. that illustrates what it might look like as they complete this class down the line yeah right now i mean they're at 18 commitments like i said I, you know i recently thought it'd be 21 it's probably it may go up further than that obviously i mean i know we just had the they just updated the rosters and there's uh, some people missing from the roster so that might open up some scholarship spots as well but just to kind of run down this is an article i did recently and i kind of spruced it up a little bit uh yesterday kind of see them what all they would take from here on out in terms of as far as what we know right now and obviously that can always change with attrition uh etc so offensive line they've got two commitments right now levi harper david siegel those are guys they picked up in july they came in for official visits they're pretty comfortable i mean they're really comfortable with those two but if they were to take another offensive lineman grayson morgan's kind of one of their top remaining guys so you know, with Grayson, I think he's going to take, or at least he's going to plan to take an official visit in the fall. He was on campus at least twice in June. He came up for the Commodore cookout, and he was on campus during one of their, uh, I think their first elite camp in June. He was hanging out. Uh, the coaches were paying him a lot of attention, so you can tell he's a top guy for them. So if they're going to grab another offensive lineman in this class, it's going to be Grayson Morgan. He's kind of their top guy, obviously an NBA guy. So uh, Coach Lee, uh, Barton Simmons, they're NBA guys, so there's that connection there. Offensive-wise, they have a running back commitment in Maurice Edwards, and Maurice Edwards was right there. He was a kid that came down for an elite camp, really showed his stuff, impressed the staff, got an offer. and he kind of just came back uh, the next weekend for an official visit and ended up committing. So Vanderbilt's looking to take another running back to go along with Edwards, and these are kind of their options right now. Obviously, they just missed out on Xavier Townsend, who came in for an official last month. He committed to Iowa State. Darian Murphy's still out there. I think he's going to commit sometime tomorrow. He came in for an official, but I think the interest has kind of dwindled between Vanderbilt and him. So 
uh, haven't got a lot of feedback from him in terms of post-visit or anything like that. Chase Gillespie is a guy that they just offered this week, earlier this week. He's a guy that came in for a camp last last month, really impressed. He, I, I mean, I was super impressed with him. He was at their first league camp. And uh, I was actually surprised that Vanderbilt didn't offer him, but obviously they had some other targets they were kind of keying in on, and they kind of missed out on, obviously. They ended up offering Chase Gillespie earlier this week, so he's a new target to really keep an eye on for two reasons, really. He really likes Vanderbilt. Um, I know he told me he, he likes that they have a good business program. That's what he really wants to major in. Really had a great time when he was at their camp, really vibed well with the coaching staff. Plus, he's also a teammate of Vanderbilt linebacker commit Bryce Cohen, who also came in and, and camped last month and got an offer, ended up committing. So um, there's a teammate connection there between Gillespie and Cohen. Uh, wide receiver-wise, I think Vanderbilt's going to take one more. And uh, right now, it's kind of these options right now. All three of these guys, Ruben, Evans, and Ayo Manor, they all took official visits last month to Vanderbilt. And, you know, they're looking to add some size to that other wide receiver spot. They got Katie Hutchinson committed right down here. That was a big get for them just because he's kind of a Swiss Army knife kind of guy. Uh, he can line up in the slot, super speedy. You can kind of, uh, you know, hand the ball off to him on jet sweeps, things like that. So it seems like Vanderbilt's kind of looking for a little bit of a taller option. And I think Amari Evans, even though he's a little bit smaller guy and kind of comparable to Hutchison, I think he's maybe still in the mix. I saw where Drew Dickey was kind of working out. Drew Dickey, the Vanderbilt's quarterback commit, was working out with him the other day. But things were looking good with Medea Rubin whenever he came in. Uh, but then Stanford uh, ended up offering him earlier in July. So I know when I talked to him uh, before his Vanderbilt official, uh, Stanford was talking to him a lot. So they ended up offering him. He just released the top five while ago, and uh, he had Stanford, Vanderbilt in there. So I think those are kind of like his top two schools, but I think he's going to take an official to, to Stanford. Things are trending in Stanford's direction. As far as um, your manner is concerned, pretty good get for Vanderbilt to get him on campus, but right before he visited Vanderbilt, he picked up an offer from Notre Dame after camping there. Seems like he really likes Notre Dame. I think he's a uh, I think he's a take there. Uh, it seems to be kind of the way he's leaning. So, you know, this could be a situation where I think you monitor these three guys, but I think Vanderbilt's probably going to, uh, you know, also evaluate guys throughout the fall and maybe, you know, extend some new offers in that regard. So, defensive line, they'll probably take one or two more guys. And uh, that's to go along with Darren Agu, Linus Sunk, and uh, Dorian Gates, who are kind of uh, edge rusher type guys. With those three guys being edge rushers, it looks like Vanderbilt's more targeting uh, defensive tackle type guys. Obviously, they've kind of extended recent offers to Anthony Lucas and uh, Hero Canoe. Obviously, both are highly rated guys. They've got a lot of options. I don't know if Vanderbilt's going to be able to uh, <laughs> play catch-up, but just... Because they're top-level guys, and they uh, Lucas has already taken all five of his official visits. I think he's going to take a few more visits in the fall. Hero Canoe is going to be like an Ohio State, Notre Dame kind of guy. I think that's going to be kind of... I think he's got an official visit with Oklahoma in the fall as well. So um, I think you'll probably see some new offers coming out there. Um, Daryl J, he just released a top five, but I think it seems to be more maybe trending toward... They ended up at South Carolina, maybe Kentucky. Um, so we'll see what happens there. 
just in terms of linebacker maybe take one more in the class obviously the big one is Daniel Martin he's another guy that was on campus multiple times in June came in for the Commodore cookout and he returned for an official visit the last weekend in June I think they'll definitely hold a spot open for him uh, regardless um, he's definitely one of their top remaining targets like Grayson Morgan so also a guy to keep an eye on is Tyler Banks as well he just released the top seven had, uh, had Vanderbilt in it obviously took an official visit with the Commodores last month as well so here's the thing defensive back Vanderbilt really had a hot streak in July and, and uh, they ended up getting four commitments in the defensive backfield in July and that included uh, the following right there Miguel Mitchell out uh, of Oxford Alabama Kenzie Paul out of McCauley of course he's from Canada Caleb Coley and uh, Stephen Sunny Enola, I hope I'm saying his last name right. So, really racked up on defensive backs in July. Thought they were done, but uh, Quantavis Gaskins is a guy that camped at Vanderbilt in June, picked up an offer, and he also camped at some other places, picked up a lot of Power Five offers in June. He's kind of a kind of an emerging guy and, and hit the camp scene pretty hard. He uh, returned to West End earlier this week and talked to him. Everything sounds like he's trending toward Vanderbilt, it just seems. And I know he was planning to get to Missouri, but I think that think that visit's kind of gone by the wayside. And I think Georgia Tech is uh, maybe out of the mix a little bit, too. So uh, Gaskins is definitely one to keep an eye on as well. And like we were talking about, Chris, before we hit record, Caleb Coley is another one to keep an eye on. He committed early in July, but he just picked up a Georgia offer recently, and uh, he's going to Georgia on Saturday. So he's a possible guy that could probably, possibly flip out of the class if Georgia really wants him. So that's something to monitor going forward. So that's kind of a rundown of of what's left for Vanderbilt in this class at least right now and everything can change because of attrition but I'm thinking 22 23 spots total let's talk about and I'm going to ask you what you know is my favorite recruiting question and I say that very sarcastically (laughs) who do you think of these guys has the best chance to make a quick impact and by who I don't mean like one guy but give me your best three four five whatever you feel most strongly about. I mean, I have tried that exercise and failed so many times. Perhaps you're better than I am, but who are the guys to you that you think have the best chance to make a quick impact once they get to campus? Always a great question. I mean, I think you kind of look at Vanderbilt's weakness right now, and I think that's definitely the secondary, possibly linebacker as well. But I think with secondary guys, kind of look at guys like Miguel Mitchell. I like Mitchell just because of his size, and he can play different positions. He can play safety. He can play corner. He said he can possibly play linebacker. So I think he'll be a versatile guy to really help out the secondary uh, next year and can can make an immediate impact as well. In terms of depth, you can always look at running backs. <laughs> I know uh, Maurice said... You can definitely look at running backs. <laughs> Having been yeah. practice yeah. in the workout last week, I mean, I'm thinking this team has got a lot of needs, but that's one that I think is pretty pressing. Yeah. Because right now they've got, if Javian Marlowe's gone, that's, they've, they've got, got one guy that you know you can be excited about, and after that it's who knows. Yeah. Yeah, so I think Maurice Edwards, I mean, and, and then whoever else decides to come in at running back, whoever 
whatever commitment they get, they have ample opportunity to come in and make an impact right away. And whether it's backing up Ramon Evans, whatever. But I mean, you gotta, you gotta definitely got a big chance to to get, earn some carries, make some progress in that offense. So. I think a guy like uh, like that, and even though he's a little undersized, KD Hutchinson, the uh, the wide receiver commit. I mean, he's got a lot of speed, and it seems like David Raw's gonna utilize guys' speed and and get guys they can make plays with the ball in their hands and get them in open space and try to get them the ball and, and make plays. So I think he's a guy that could probably come in and make an impact right away with the wide receiver turnover next year. And I like uh, I like another Alabama guy I like that's uh, committed is B.J. Dyerkite. He committed early. Um, he's listed as a tight end, but obviously Vanderbilt likes him as kind of an outside linebacker, edge rusher. And obviously he's 6'4", 210 pounds. He's long. He's uh, can do a lot of things. So I th- I, he's a guy I like as well. Just because he's versatile too, he's a really good tight end. But uh, he's also a really good defender as well and an edge rusher. So those are the kind of the guys I like in the in the recruiting class so far. Yeah, let's talk KD Hutchinson for a second. Someone put a video on our site of him dunking a basketball. Uh, <laughs> which was pretty incredible given his height. That kid just looks like he's a premier athlete and god knows they need a lot of that right now right to do the things he does i mean obviously he's 5'8 and i think that was kind of a crutch in his recruiting process and i think that's one of the reasons why he really appreciated vanderbilt and the way they recruited him because they didn't really see that as a crutch i mean and you kind of look at vanderbilt what they're kind of trending towards and their commitments one of the main things you kind of see in a lot of these guys is their speed not just on offense but on defense you know the the, the dbs the linebackers i mean uh, they all have some speed and I, I think that's something that was severely been severely lacking on the roster these past few years and I, I think uh you know this coach's staff says hey man we got to get faster Hutchinson definitely brings that and I mean just to do the things he does to dunk a basketball but five foot eight his high school head coach says you know he does the best job of going up and high pointing balls better than the taller receivers on the team so you know if he can do stuff like do things like that I mean he, he'll definitely be able to see the field pretty early Our mailbag is sponsored by Sutherland & Belk, a family-owned injury law firm. If you or a loved one has been hurt in an accident, give Taylor or Russell a call. That number 615-846-6200. See what your rights are and if they can help. What are the best chances to fill out the recruiting class? I think to rephrase the question, what are the players who you feel they have the best chance at getting? I know we ran down a lot of targets, but if you had to narrow that to maybe two or three, who do you pick? Uh, Grayson Morgan, Chase Gillespie, uh, just because those guys have already been on campus. You know, obviously Morgan's, you know, right down the road. Gillespie's already been on campus. His teammates committed there. I mean, everything's trending toward uh, Quantavis Gaskins, who they call Gumbo, which that's a cool nickname to always have when you're <laughs> when you're coming in. But, I mean, he's, he's trending well, and obviously he made that return visit to, uh, to Vanderbilt earlier this week. So, I mean, I think those are three guys that um, – definitely are trending in the right direction for Vanderbilt for sure this is from Vandy guy 20 the other one was from VU 65 okay who's your favorite football commit so far in this class hard to tell I mean I, I probably got to go back to Miguel Mitchell uh just because I really like the kid uh he's very easily easy to talk to he responds to you really well but I just like his size you know and, and his versatility he can do a lot of different things I, de- I think he'll definitely start in the defensive backfield whether that's safety whether that's corner I don't know I mean he can play either or he can also probably bulk up and be a linebacker if they really need him to be that so I mean he can do a lot of different things 
Um, and he's, you know, you look at his highlight film, and he's a hard hitter too. You know, he's not afraid to uh, lower the shoulder and uh, get in there and, and, and make some hits. So I think he's going to be a really good playmaker for them. Yeah, he's at a weight where he's got some athleticism, but he's also, with his frame, mm-hmm. he's got the potential to go different directions, which I kind of like out of a high school kid because you could bulk him up and make him a bigger linebacker or, or a safety or whatever. Right. Like, whatever you want to do with the kid, I think that his height and weight and athleticism give you that combo to where you probably have some flexibility. Right, right. And you got like uh, Steven Sonny Neola. I mean, he's going to be a free safety for sure, a safety type player. Um, but Miguel Mitchell can kind of be a little bit of, you know, whatever you want him to be. You know, I think he's that, that versatile. I mean, to have a 6'3", six, six, 200, 210-pound frame, I mean, you can do a lot of different things with him whenever he gets on campus, wherever you want him. So, Well, Sean, that wraps up the mailbag. Any parting thoughts before we end the show today? No, I hope I uh, hope the video went well. Uh, me and Justin have done this, and now I'm 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 uh, getting Chris Lee on board here. So hopefully we did a good job for everybody in the. Uh, you have dragged me into 2021. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna try to spruce up the YouTube channel moving forward and do do different things like this, which is always fun. But yeah, I mean, the, I think overall thoughts on the class. I mean, really good, uh, really good and. Really good class so far, and I mean they're doing a good job. Look, Barton's doing a good job of finding these guys that are, you know, look, some of them, yeah, you can say they're under the radar. You know, they find them and they like their film and they go after them right away. I mean, you know, and it always harken back to Clark Lee's. Uh, it was one of his first. I don't think it was a press conference, but one of his first interviews. Somebody asked him about recruiting, and you know, he said, "Hey, look, we're not." not worried about star rankings stuff like that we're worried about players that can fit in our system and excel here so i mean i think those are guys that they're trying to find and uh they've done a good job of it and i mean i think the kind of like the book end of the class i mean you think about that their first commitment was langston patterson you know out of cpa linebackers so that was a really good get and i mean clark lee's had a really good relationship with him when he was at notre dame and then the last commitment they've got uh, Darren Agu. I mean, he's got a lot of offers from a lot of high high profile places, and he was committed to Notre Dame, and they were able to kind of flip him. So that's pretty solid booking commitments right there in the class. Well, Sean, thanks for all you do. In case folks are wondering, no, you don't get it all here on the podcast or the YouTube channel. Sean adds a lot of information and insight behind the scenes in our War Room message board. So folks are out there. They really need to subscribe to VandySports.com. It's $9.95 a month or $99 a year. You get a lot of bang for your buck. We keep you updated on everything. We're dropping scoop on there all the time. Things you don't get on the podcast. I know we bring you a lot of things here on our other media channels, but there's a lot that Sean adds to the experience at the War Room uh, and certainly keeps you updated. I mean, the world of recruiting, Sean, you know the way it goes is we're doing this. There may have been a commitment, a decommitment, something like that. It is always changing, and I think hope that's not. a lot of the value in the war room and a lot of what you bring to it as well. Yeah, I hope there hasn't been a decommitment or commitment while we've been doing this. But, yeah, that's recruiting, though. It always changes and uh, everything. So, yeah, we're always dropping scoop on the on the Commodore war room, so uh, feel free to, to sign up. And, I'm Chris, I'm surprised you haven't told them about the 995-a-day plan. I mean, that's even better. Yeah. The, the 995 day appointment, that's, that's a top, that's a closely guarded secret over yes. at Sports. Yeah, you got to have a secret decoder to get into that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Vandy Sports Podcast presented by Dr. Jody Jones, DDS. 
This is a part of the 440 Sports Network. We'd like to thank our other sponsors, Sutherland and Belk and MyPerfectFranchise.net. If you like what you hear here, please subscribe to VandySports.com. Just $99 a year, you'll get additional content that you don't get on the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at VandySports.com. Follow me on Twitter at ChrisLee70. Subscribe to our Vandy Sports YouTube channel. And of course, rate, review, and subscribe where you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Lee, host of the Vandy Sports Podcast. We appreciate you listening to the show. We'll be back with more episodes again very soon.